No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of, it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much and welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you straight talk and honest answers about how to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have some valuable information for you during the coming hour that could change your financial life for the better. My name is Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions, but the words of wisdom and solid advice, of course, come from the expert, Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How you doing today, Brian? I'm doing just great. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to hear it as always, Brian. I hope our listeners are doing well today, too. A lot of people are making this a routine, and it's interesting to hear from our listeners once in a while about how they listen to the show. And I'm really surprised that so many people over the past, oh, I guess six and a half years, this has become sort of like a habit or the one constant or something that they listen to every Saturday here on our radio stations. And that certainly is good to hear, Brian, when we get feedback like that. Yeah, I mean, I hear from people I used to work with even that are at work at big CPA firms and are very knowledgeable and and people that don't, you know, aren't in this industry and like to hear kind of the straight talk and honest answers, as you say in the intro, but taking complex matters and breaking them down into understandable terms. I know that there is not a lot on the radio as far as the business shows that are taking deep dives and and hitting many different topics. They might kind of pound one topic week after week after week, but that's, you know, that gets old, I suppose. You're not going to tune into the same message for 52 weeks, you know, a year to hear about fixed index annuity or or something of that nature. I mean, you either go in and find out about it or you hear it about twice and go, okay, I think you're saying the same thing over and over. So trying to make a, a point to continually change the topics up and, you know, being a CPA, estate planner, real estate business, tax person, investment person, all that stuff. I'm able to do that. So it's, it's been real rewarding, uh, great feedback uh, from people that listen. So I'll keep trying to keep the content live and interesting and different and current and understandable. Just keep keep trying it. And 
I, I really enjoy starting this. Uh, you and I, you know, we had about 30 seconds of prep, and here we are launching <laughs> into the show, and we'll see what happens, yeah. right? And hope for the yeah. best. This is sort of an organic conversation. That's the thing that we've uh, talked about before, is that there's really nothing scripted about this show. We sort of sit down and approach it from the standpoint of the listener. And I have in my mind those people who listen to us every week, and certainly I'm appreciative of those people, because without them, we wouldn't be here. So thank you so much for being a part of our Saturday here on the radio with growing your wealth. Brian, we were talking off the air a little bit there. I was remarking the fact that I just read that Funco, the uh, company that's headquartered in Everett that makes all those little pop figures, it is a worldwide company. It is laying off 25% of its global workforce, and that's the bad news. But the good news, and I'm talking about the good news as far as the economy goes, the good news with the economy, or with the market, I should say, because there's a difference between the market and the economy, the good news is that the market seems to be up lately, right? Yeah, well, the markets have been really fascinating. Obviously, we had one of the biggest drops in history. The fastest biggest drop in our lifetimes happened at the beginning of the year. And then following that, we had the fastest biggest uh, increase in our history of our lifetimes following that. So we've had both in the last five months. And so that is just nuts. I mean, the, the markets, uh, the, the V shape of this uh, particular market drop and recovery. Is it going to be a W? We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but it's it's been remarkable. But I think there's been a, there's going to be a big shift and I, I will want to talk about that because you mentioned Funco and I was already prepared to talk about the difference between what I've been seeing out there and, and Funco essentially provides resellers and resellers are going to have a very difficult time going forward. You look at just going into a city anymore. It used to be really exciting to go into Seattle and shop all day or go to Portland and shop all day and save the sales tax. I don't hear people saying, oh, I'm really excited about doing that. They're like, I'm not going down there. There's too much going on. There's just, I, I can't deal with it. And anymore, if you're going to buy something resale, you you rely you used to rely on touch and feel and, and hope for the best. Uh, now you read, you know, 50 reviews on a product and you know, right. oh, it's four and a half star, da, da, da. You know everything about it. You don't have to touch it and look at it. It's better to read reviews. And so those businesses, resellers that are really good at marketing and websites and, and delivery and and all of that, they, they can do okay. But I think the other ones are really going to struggle. And I'll talk a little bit uh, during the show about the service industry and what I'm seeing there. Yeah, you know, if I'm going to buy one of those handheld thermometers, they're really all the same. I can buy that online, and as you said, I do look at the reviews on those, and that does influence my decision, but it is not one of those things that I have to go and touch and feel and that sort of thing. Now, I just recently bought a mattress, and that is one of the things where you do have to go and sit down on the mattress, or if you're buying furniture, it's very difficult to buy furniture online. So that really indicates that there is a sector of the retail industry that is doing well and going to continue to do well, but do you think that that sector of the industry where people have to go and touch and feel things is on the decline. Yeah, I mean, uh, certainly the stuff that that, uh, retailers are just buying and reselling, for instance, a big department store like Macy's, you know, they'll buy a lot of stuff and they'll put on the one day sale and they have a lot of sales. But if you were able to read the reviews on some of that stuff, maybe it wasn't that great, you know, and and so that that kind of stuff, I I think they're going to struggle with that. Certainly anything you, you do have to sit on or lay on to see if it's any good or anything that involves service, certainly that that can do well. But anything that where you're just buying it, marking it up, putting it on a shelf and hoping somebody grabs it, those are going to suffer. I, I think that that kind of business, if that's all you're doing, for the most part, it's going to be very difficult for you. Now, 
contrary to that, the service industries, everybody I talk to, the common theme I'm hearing is I've never been so busy. Any tradespeople, oh my gosh, contractors and, and service people across the board, I'm hearing that over and over. And one of the questions I had was, okay, why is that? Why, why would they be more busy now than they have ever been in their history? I think the answer to that is this. The baby boomers have this significant amount of money. We've had these great markets, great real estate, business, uh, economies, stock markets, all this stuff for years and years and years. And I keep talking to people in your 60s and 70s that will say, wow, I never could have imagined that I'd be worth millions of dollars someday. It never occurred to me. And here I am. I have millions of dollars. Well, it used to be they were, they, you know, they were just trying to do it yourself, everything. You know, people would just do everything themselves. They fix their own transmission or try, you know, or, yeah. or rewire their house or, or, you know, get up on their roofs and do stuff. Well, now that they're getting in their 60s and 70s, they're going, huh. Um, I don't really enjoy doing that. I'm not particularly good at it. I want it done. I have the money. I'm going to hire that out. And you multiply that by millions of people that are now have the money and are of an age. They don't want to do it themselves. More and more service industry is coming to, to head, and these people are super, super busy. So I see a real shift that those folks are going to be even busier, the, the trades folks and, and, and service, because people can afford it. And uh, resellers uh, that are just marking something up and don't really have a particular point other than, hey, it's on my shelf. Would you like it? They're going to struggle. Yeah, I think you're right about that, Brian. And, you know, really, I think about the unemployment rate. There are all those people who did work in those stores where they just simply resold things. And those people are out of jobs. Of course, the uh, federal stimulus money, the federal unemployment add-on there is going to end at the end of July. And I kind of wonder about what's going to happen when that money does run out and those people still don't have jobs. I mean, unemployment rate, do you think we've really seen this unemployment rate as high as it's going to go? Well, the unemployment rate may not go a lot higher, it may, but I think that there's going to be a market effect to this because uh, the Fed, you know, puts so much money into the economy and the economy is driven by consumerism, 70%. So they put all this money in, people are spending it, markets are going, oh, hey, things aren't so bad and markets are recovering dramatically and everybody's, you know, all happy, but that money does stop. They're not going to do that a second time necessarily. So when that stops, that could be when we see a W uh, in our recovery. So I'm, I am concerned about that. I would also point out if you ever get an opportunity to mentor somebody younger, don't mentor them into just accepting a job, you know, would you like that supersized, you know, just a, yeah. a job that's e too easy to learn. You don't get paid for that. You'll never be able to afford really a place to live uh, that's, that's nice or, or have a good, good life and, and uh, all of that. So I, I, I really encourage them to learn a skill set, something that's hard that people want and they'll hire, you know, for years to come because that's, those, those jobs are going to uh, thrive, I, I think, in, in the economy coming forward. But those other kinds of jobs, I, I even uh, read recently where there was a butcher that got smart and he put together these refrigerated vending machines. He's selling filet mignons and T-bones <laughs> out of a vending machines and he's right. killing it, just killing it because people, they don't need to talk to you about it. They can look at the picture of what's wrapped up in there and just decide what they want to do and put in their credit card and off they go. And so there's going to be a lot of innovation there. Uh, but, you know, like I said, uh, if you don't have a skill set, it's going to be a tough life for you. So really mentor, uh, if you can, the younger generation into getting some kind of skill set that's kind of hard to learn and has some barriers to entry because those are the jobs that are going to pay. 
Yeah, one of the first things I think you told me that I remember from way back in the day, I mean, I'm talking about six years ago, you said, you know, the longer that it takes you to learn your job, the more money you will make. If it takes you a week to learn your job, you know, like you said, you want that super size, you're probably not going to make much money. So that's something to consider. When you are mentoring young people or you have children and you're pointing them on the path to having a good life. So, Brian, in general, do you think that we have reached the bottom of this COVID-19 crisis? and we're bouncing back then, do you see any signs that indicate that we are on the recovery sooner than later? Almost too soon. And that's why I'm concerned about the W effect where it could drop again. Because again, post, you know, where the Fed stimulus kind of runs its course after that, and we start seeing the real effects of COVID and so and the recession, we have not seen them yet. And so when we see the real ones, how will the market react to that? That's a big question of mine. The market is a long-term uh, leading indicator, but we could start seeing some numbers go the, the other way because we don't have new stimulus money coming in. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. Glad you decided to join us today. Once again, we want to remind people that if you are interested in a complimentary financial plan, no cost, no obligation, you should call this number 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Make an appointment to get that plan. You can either get a full plan or you can get the mini plan, which really consists of about a 30-minute phone call, but there's no time like the present to get that. So call 844-MADRONA to get your complimentary, and as I said, no obligation plan. And it's available right now for our loyal listeners. You can also request it online at madronafinancial.com. We'll be right back with more of Growing Your Wealth after this quick break. Stay with us. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. Has your financial advisor called you lately? If you're retired or about to, you need to know how your money is being managed now more than ever. Madrona Financial Services is dedicated to retirement planning and is now offering virtual or phone reviews to help answer the most critical questions about your money. Call them now at 844-MADRONA to schedule your meeting. The meetings are convenient, safe, and designed to provide maximum retirement income. If you haven't heard from your advisor lately and are unsure about your real exposure to risk or exactly how your savings are invested, Call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA right now for your virtual or phone meeting. Every minute your advisor doesn't call you could cost you. Get the facts about your money and call the retirement team at Madrona Financial Services now at 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. Again, that's 844-MADRONA or online at madronafinancial.com. Many people are experiencing unexpected job loss and find themselves in uncharted waters. From some of the largest employers in our area laying off employees to the smallest having to close their doors, this is impacting many of us and our neighbors. Losing a job is hard enough, but with the added stress of what to do with your 401k or other employer-sponsored plans, it can feel overwhelming. At Madrona Financial Services, we are here to help bring clarity, direction, and strategy to your financial world. Our staff of wealth managers and CPAs can answer your questions and provide the type of guidance these times require. You can start by scheduling a complimentary phone call or virtual meeting so we can discuss your personal situation and how we may be able to help. There are important financial considerations when it comes to certain employer-sponsored plans. We'll help explain your options so you can avoid any unnecessary penalties or taxes. Schedule your complimentary meeting today at 844-MADRONA or online at madronafinancial.com. madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A-Financial.com. 
Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to be talking about the new phase of this economic crisis. And Brian, it occurred to me that, of course, not only is COVID-19 affecting the economy, not only in this country, but worldwide as well, too, but there are also international tensions and there are domestic tensions that are happening. And then throw on top of that, I think we're about five months away from a presidential election. So considering all of that, do you think that the other things beyond COVID-19 are really going to have much effect at all on the economy? Or do you think that those will have a major effect on how we recover from this economic downturn? Yeah, I think there's going to be a major effect. Uh, what's interesting when you talk about the economy uh, will definitely differentiate the economy from the stock market because they're almost disparate. They're, they're completely different directions. One has uh, virtually, you would think that they'd be correlated in some manner, but this year they just have not been all that correlated. When the news is the worst, the, the stock market's been the best and vice versa. It's just been nutty to watch. Also, when we talk about the economy, there's going to be the haves and the have-nots. And we talked about it last week on our show about how businesses that are willing to reinvent themselves are going to prosper in this potentially. And those that are not probably will not. I, I did have the occasion to talk to one of my clients and, and I asked him, you know, he, he asked how I'm doing. I said, gosh, I've never been busy. I've never had so many new client appointments via, although they're all on, you know, over Zoom or, or uh, Microsoft Teams. And uh, I've never been busier. I'm working all the time. How about you? He says, oh, I haven't done anything in three months. I said, well, what do you mean? He says, well, you know, he's, a, he's an attorney. He says, well, I, I'm old school. I refuse to have a computer in my house. Wow. I'm like, okay, well, um, then we'll be uh, talking about distribution strategies from your SEP IRA that I manage because you're not going to make it. <laughs> and he, yeah, he agreed. And so it's interesting that uh, a lot of people that were already kind of in their 60s might just say, well, now's the time. I don't want to reinvent myself. I'm too old. I don't want to. I don't feel like it. They're not going to reinvent themselves. Others are going to have to if they want to keep uh, working. And then, you know, you got all these retail downtown cities that have, you know, the, the retail environment's been pretty trashed by events of late. And uh, certainly a change in how we're shopping. Uh, another thing I'd point out is, you know, even those retailers that were kind of on the edge are making just enough to survive and pay rent and, and survive like that. Now that people have been forced to buy online and have learned that they can do it and it's okay to do, maybe they're going to see their sales drop another 15, 20%. And that's just enough to put them over the edge where their profit margin's negative and they'll have to close up. When that happens, you're going to have a lot of landlords, a lot of landlords saying, oh my gosh, I've had this tenant for 25 years. They've been selling men's clothing in downtown Bothell or Ballard or whatever. And boy, they just gave me notice that they're closing up. Where am I ever going to get another tenant? Uh, I don't know. I don't know where you're going to get another tenant for a storefront in a small town like that or a medium-sized town or especially the large towns. So I see all these, you know, I can just go on and on all the examples of the shifting that I think is going to have to happen right now. And you need to just spend some time to say, I got to do my planning now. I got to, if I own that real estate, I better think about maybe now's a good time to sell and do one of those DSTs Brian's been talking about or or maybe it's a good time to reinvent my business, get my website up so I can capture orders there or 
whatever it is, but but action needs to be taken. Please don't hit, uh, put your head in the sand if you are a business owner or a landlord right now. Yeah, I think you're right about that, Brian. Adaptability is key. And I was just thinking about that, the fellow who chooses not to have a computer in the office. I mean, there's some people who can get away with that and it's fine for them. But I liken it to sort of those people who resisted, you know, when the telephone came into practice or <laughs> they resisted fax machines and technology and things like that. I think the key to longevity in general is going to be adaptability. Adaptability. It's not just holding on to the old stuff, but adapting to what's new. And you talked about opportunities being created. We've mentioned before that there was a lot of wealth, generational wealth created during the Great Depression. And there is a lot of opportunity if you really look for it in this economic climate. You mentioned the fellow who's selling filet mignon out of a vending machine. Now I understand in uh, Vegas and uh, spreading across the country, there are vending machines that sell masks and hand sanitizers and, you know, gloves and things like that. So you really have to look for the opportunity out there and you have to be adaptable to be sure. Brian, money has always been important to people going into retirement and saving for the future. But do you think now, because of what is happening, that money is even more important and protecting your assets than it's ever been? before. Absolutely. Uh, and one, one easy way to communicate that is it's more important than it was when we started doing this show six and a half years ago, because everybody that's been listening is now six and a half years older. Right. <laughs> so they're six and a half years closer to their retirement and uh, six and a half years uh, out of the workforce that uh, they don't have to make up anymore. So just from that, uh, just basic math, right? Uh, it's getting more and more important because we're aging. And, and certainly most of my listeners are baby boomers. Frankly, a lot of them are anyway. And one of the things that, that occurred to me, I had a conversation this week with a Boeing employee, and we were talking about their 401k plan. And what came out of the discussion is a program manager, someone really smart and all that, but just not that interested in what was going on with the, you know, the 401k. It's not their, their, their thing. And we were talking, and it turns out that there hadn't been a change made in the allocations in 20 years. I'm like, oh, wow. Now, sometimes that works. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't. I don't know. You know, it just depends. But I think the point was, now might be a good time to take a look at that. And so we figured that this person was very overweight in uh, Boeing stock. And the other things were read off. And I said, you know, in your portfolio, you do not own any Microsoft, Apple, Google, Facebook, Amazon, any of that. And really? And and so, you know, we talk, yeah, this, that small cap thing doesn't have it. The international thing doesn't have it. The mid cap fund doesn't have it. Boeing isn't in there. And so you don't own any of the stuff that's driving the economy right now. Maybe it's time to make a shift. And, and so uh, that's what we're going to do. And so uh, that it just occurred to me that there are tens of thousands of people in this local area that have significant 401k plans that literally probably haven't looked at it for 5, 10, or even 20 years. And, and that's a great starting point to do right there. And then in a minute, I'll, I'll talk about one of the planning opportunities that came out of this too. Yeah, Brian, I think that is a common theme there where people who work for companies that do have stock, they have too much in the company stock. And before you know it, that's pretty much, uh, you know, the major part of their portfolio insofar as stock goes. How often do you think if you have a portfolio that you're managing yourself, how often should you be looking at that and adjusting things to basically go along with how the economy is going? Well, I think at least annually for your 401k, and that is something we, a service we provide. If you're a client of ours and we're not managing your 401k VIP type uh, funds, we'll still review what your options are and give you uh, a breakdown of how we advise you invest it. We're not charging you for that. You're a client. You get all of our, our stuff, our estate planning, trust, tax advice. All that's part of the deal for our clients. Very different from other, all the other financial advisory firms. 
And it's not necessarily to say that somebody has too much in a company stock even. It's, you know, if, if you had Microsoft and, and that's all you had in your 401k plan, you're going, well, I'm pretty smart. I left it all in Microsoft. You know, I did great. But I will remind people that there, there's another thing that came out of this. A lot of people are lamenting, oh, I've lost half my money in Boeing. And I'm like, well, you did? Oh, didn't you buy that years and years ago? Yep. And I've lost half of it. I'm like, so you paid $400 a share for that? Well, yeah. Yeah. Because it was worth 400 once. I said, yeah, for about a minute. It did get way overvalued for about a year there, where it was in the three and four hundreds. And it never should have been that high. And when you start looking back at your average annual rate of return, it's actually probably higher than the market because that stock was lingering in the 30s for years and years. And you were probably buying it in your you know, VIP plan back then. And if it's worth, you know, well, you know, it's all over the map. It's been 95. It's been 200. It's, you know, it's been all over the map in the last four months but uh, certainly higher than 30. And so people forget that the actual gain on the stock is what it's worth now if you get out of it now, minus, you know, against what you paid for it once upon a time. It's it's not to be compared with whatever it hit on one day when it was way overvalued. And, and, and I would just kind of want to point that out that, you know, give yourself a break. It's, you're probably way up on a company stock, but there might need to be an exit strategy. Uh, when is enough enough? When do you say, all right, I'm overweight in a stock. Maybe I ought to pair some of that off. I'll sell 25% of it when it hits X and another 25 when it hits Y. You know, that, that could be a plan of action. Yeah, I think many people confuse, I think, worth and value. And I think something is only worth what someone is willing to pay you for it at the time that you're wanting to sell it. That is a big determining factor in deciding what something is really worth. Brian, do you find that too many people who work for companies that offer stock fall into the trap of falling in love with their company stock and taking too much of that? Yeah, I, I think I do. You know, they put a lot of eggs in their basket, and you know, sometimes it works out great. I gave the Microsoft example, and of course, you got the Enron example on the flip side of that. So uh, it just depends, and it's not about that it's too much or too little. It's about planning and having an idea of what what is your target and and going to that target. So maybe your target is I want forty percent of my money in my company stock. Great. If it hits eighty, maybe you should think about paring that down. If it hits twenty, maybe you should get more of it. So it's just about having a plan that you're executing, right or wrong, at least, you know, have a plan. I did promise a, a planning opportunity there. I've talked to a lot of Boeing people that are taking the, the voluntary layoff. And so they didn't have a whole lot of income maybe this year or, or, they, or they took it and they're going to get six months of pay. Now, next year is going to come around and they are not full retirement age yet. And they're looking for planning opportunities. I would suggest you're going to want to consider a Roth conversion. Because now if you're not making any money, you've got the 0% bracket, the 10% bracket, the 12% bracket to fill up with converting from your IRA to your Roth. And then the Roth can grow income tax-free for the rest of your life. And, uh, and you can pay tax rates at very, very low historical levels. So that's something, uh, a planning opportunity for those folks that find themselves not having uh, earned income uh, or high taxable income in a particular year, whether it's this year, next year, or the year after. Well, Brian, I think the common theme here that I've heard from you is having a plan. So many people do not have a plan. And if you're listening to us today and you don't have a plan, maybe you're not sure about the plan that you've got or you want a second look at your plan. Certainly give the firm here a call, Madrona Financial Services. That number is 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Get your complimentary financial plan. No cost and no obligation, of course. We certainly invite you to check out the website. That is going to be madronafinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. 
we'll take a quick break. Be right back with more after this. Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. The word volatile is rarely used when describing something desirable. It's usually not associated with pleasant outcomes and doesn't sound very appealing unless you're describing a roller coaster or some other thrill ride. And when it comes to your retirement plan, volatile is the last word you want to hear when talking about your nest egg. At Madrona Financial Services, we like to focus on other words when it comes to retirement planning. Words like predictability, opportunity, and security. And while we may live in volatile times, there are strategies that you could be using right now to lessen or even possibly eliminate its impact on your portfolio. If you're concerned about your exposure to market volatility, call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA to schedule your complimentary review. We'll perform a risk analysis of your current portfolio and then discuss the ways we can help you achieve your retirement goals without taking unnecessary chances with your nest egg. Take back control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA or visit us at Madrona madronafinancial.com. At a time when the world feels like it's filled with fear and panic, we remain calm. When others are making rash decisions based on emotions, we remain vigilant and committed to sound strategy. At Madrona Financial Services, we are dedicated to helping our clients achieve their retirement goals through any type of challenge. We were here to help our clients through the Great Recession, and we're here now to help you get through this dark time as well. That's why we created our Keep Calm and Retire On webinar. It's available now. Register today at madronafinancial.com. Nothing lasts forever, and we will recover from this too, so it's important not to panic. So if you are not confident in your current plan, have concerns about your exposure to market volatility, or are worried about your retirement income, this webinar is for you. Register today for our complimentary webinar, Keep Calm and Retire On. Available now at madronafinancial.com. Register today at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona bundle of services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be touching on the fact that there's no Social Security increases likely for 2020. That's right, Brian. Social Security increases in the past. We call those COLAs, cost of living adjustments. But this year, as a result of everything, it looks like Social Security for the coming year, there's going to be no Social Security increase. So practically, what sort of effect does that have on someone's income strategy going into retirement or if you're in retirement? Well, hopefully it doesn't have a big effect because you've done some planning around that. And so we'll talk about things that you could do. And we have been talking about this for years on this show, about how do not expect Social Security, which is not going to have enough to fund itself in the early 2030s, is going to be about 25% underfunded at that time. How in the world are they going to continue to have cost of living increases that meet or beat inflation? There's just no way. The math doesn't work. So now that we know that, we know that this, the increase is not going to keep up with inflation in your later years. And you might need more money for more care or health care costs or who knows, whatever it is. And so let's let's just say that right now. If, if you're listening and you're still able to do some financial planning, then now's a great time to consider this and think about ways that your cash flow are going to be adequate in a, an environment where 
10, 15, 20 years down the road, maybe inflation comes back and we need to account for that in our plan. You're right about that, Brian. I mean, accounting for Social Security in a plan and inflation is very, very important. But I think a lot of our listeners and a lot of the clients of Madrona Financial Services, Social Security certainly is an important part of their plan, but it doesn't make up the largest percentage of their income. And things are a lot different today than they used to be. I know that my parents and grandparents, they had Social Security, and if there was a pension thrown in there, they were all good. But, you know, income strategy today is a lot different than just trying to figure out how much your Social Security is going to be. Boy, you hit that on the head because we don't have pensions typically anymore. Most people don't that come in to see me. And understand, I'm probably talking to the, the, the 1%, the 5%, whatever you want to call it. If you're just scraping by, you're probably pretty bored with this show. <laughs> you know, it's, we're going into advanced topics here. And so if, if you have the wherewithal to, to where this is starting to make some sense, you're looking at your income strategy in your retirement saying, well, it's pretty much Social Security and whatever interest and dividends, I can get off my investments and go, whoa, there's not going to be any interest on my bonds or CDs, it looks like, for quite a long time because the 10-year treasury is, you know, 0.7 or less typically. And that means that the entire world believes the interest rates aren't going to be higher for the next 10 years. Uh, so there's not going to be any interest paid on your bonds enough to live on or even get a cup of coffee on, you know, it's just going to be so low. Dividend paying stocks are certainly going to struggle uh, during the recession coming up post COVID. There's going to be a lot of struggle there. You're not going to see a lot of dividends paid out by a lot of companies. They're going to have to fix their balance sheet, pay down debt and, and do other things going forward. Fixed index annuities that start paying right away struggle because bond rates are so low and they're kind of held to those. So they don't typically pay a lot. So if somebody's on the radio saying, hey, you can put a bunch of money and start getting lots of money every month the rest of your life. No, that payout rate's going to be pretty abysmal right now if you start an annuity uh, right away, just like the, the Boeing uh, pension. Pretty abysmal compared to the lump sum that you can have and what you might be able to do with that. But there are the, the fixed index annuities where if you give a little seasoning to them, four, five, ten years to them to grow, let that insurance company make some money on them, then you could do a fixed index annuity that has increasing lifetime cash flow. And those are a very significant part of my income strategy. Another significant part is the fixed index universal life where you can either put in a lump sum or, or do it monthly or annually contributions for a period of time and then take uh, loans against your future death proceeds during your lifetime in retirement income tax free and then no income tax upon your death when the loan is paid off and the residual goes to your heirs. And another one is passive real estate, whether it's Delaware Statutory Trust or private non-traded REITs that actually pay in excess what, what most of them pay in excess of what the uh, annuities can even pay, the, the immediate annuities. And you still have an underlying principal value in the value of the real estate. So I just, I just you know, listed off uh, quite a few topics there mostly to say that there are income strategies available. And if you're listening to me and you say, I don't even know what you just said, then you probably don't have them. So that's probably a good idea to, <laughs> to give us a call and so we can at least uh, get educated on what your options are. That's right, Brian. I mean, this is an advanced topic show here for people. I mean, as you said, if you're just scraping by, maybe you're not that interested. Let me just say this. If you're just scraping by, maybe we want to send you over, listen to Dave Ramsey a little bit there and try to get your debt paid down and get above water a little bit. Then once you're done with Dave, then you can come on over and talk to us about the money that you have so you can grow it. So income strategy, very important in a financial plan. And as you said, Social Security is making up less and less of that for a lot of folks because there's no COLA increase. Although Social Security 
security, uh, you know, isn't going away right away, but as you said, it is in trouble, and 2030, in the 2030s, could be the determining factor as to how much of the Social Security that you should have in your portfolio, because it's going to be probably worth less. But also, we've got your annuities, fixed index universal life policies, also passive real estate, and we talk about Delaware Statutory Trust. But what about REITs, real estate investment trusts? Are those an opportunity for people to own real estate who maybe don't qualify for a Delaware Statutory Trust? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, You have to be an accredited investor to do a Delaware Statutory Trust. But one of the negatives for uh, somebody that just has money to put into real estate would be Delaware Statutory Trusts have a longer hold period than uh, private non-traded REITs and publicly traded REITs. And so there can be an advantage to those. Now, the DSTs are absolutely the proper investment for somebody doing 1031 exchange, uh, where you're selling a piece of uh, investment real estate and you don't want to pay the tax. The only way you can not pay the tax is to go to the DST as opposed to a REIT. You can't do it with a REIT, and so you have to use the DST. But if you don't have that situation and you just want real estate, absolutely, you can go into this. Now, that's where you know we separate the educated from the less educated as far as the advisory world. If you talk to a typical advisor, they may not have a big be able to do a deep dive on real estate with you and the 40 different areas of real estate, which ones are going to do well and why post-COVID. And understanding that, as we know, if you're in real estate, uh, it's location, 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 type of property, geography, you know, all these things that are vitally important. And and I was just, uh, occurred to me, I've been doing webinars and I do have a DST webinar for 1031 Exchange uh, where you can do a deep dive on that. I've got one where I just talk in front of a camera for about uh, four minutes to give you a basic summary or another one that's over 40 minutes. Uh, you can do a deeper dive. I have a, a one-hour uh, webinar I did with the founder of the, the biggest uh, DST that I use and my, my favorite REIT and talking about a REIT that actually got an increase in value post-COVID and its appraised value, which is they're one of the the top tier industries in in real estate. I've got another one coming out on estate planning, all aspects I'm doing with an attorney. I've got another one on a real estate forum coming out. And then finally, I've got another webinar just on income taxes and strategies around that. So I've got all kinds of of, of good webinars that I've been able to talk to. And it occurs to me, it's kind of cool that I can you know, one day, okay, what's today's? Oh, it's on you know 1031s. Oh, one, today's real estate. Oh, okay, estate planning. Okay, income taxes. Uh, you know, so it's it's fun that I'm able to uh, do all these cross topics. But if any of those appeal to you, let us know. We can get you the information on that. Brian, if uh, someone wants to take a look at these webinars, how can they go about doing that? Just go on our website and uh, just uh, ask for uh, your contact information, and uh, then there's a place to say what you're interested in, or or give us a call and just let us know. And generally, what we do is just send you a, a link uh, to the the webinar or to an invite to an upcoming webinar if it hasn't been produced yet. Uh, so that's a great way to do it. You can always download our books, uh, my white papers. I've got articles, Kippinger articles. You know, like I said, books on that. And so there's a lot of different things, ways that we can get it to you. And usually we can just send you links. I'm not going to, you know, if you, if you sign up for something like that, you're not going to hear from me day after day after day like you would if it was the guy that hates annuities. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, they'll call you every single day and make your life miserable is what I've heard from people. But that's that's I don't have time for, to do that, frankly. And uh, so we'll, we'll just get you information so you can be educated on some of these topics. And, and I think they're very valuable. I get really positive feedback from those. 
Yeah, those companies that ask for your phone number, you're pretty much guaranteed that you're going to be called. They have a sales force that they employ there. And of course, there is no sales force here at Madrona Financial Services. So again, if you're interested in webinars, simply uh, call the firm here at 844-MADRONA. You can also request some info online at madronafinancial.com. And as uh, Brian said, there are a lot of different educational materials you can download for free at madronafinancial.com. If you have a topic for a webinar that we haven't covered, you can suggest that as well too at madronafinancial.com. Financial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Once again, don't forget, if you want a financial plan, you might want one of the short ones. It's only about 30 minutes or so. It's just a simple phone call. Or maybe you want a more extensive plan. Certainly, you can get that with no cost and no obligation. Request it at madronafinancial.com or by calling 844-MADRONA, 844-MADRONA. And if your interest is piqued by the Delaware Statutory Trust, you can also find out more about that online. We do have a website for that and that is madrona1031.com. Time for another break. Brian, we'll be right back with more of Growing Your Wealth right after this. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Time for today's edition of Growing Your Wealth, presented by Madrona Financial. Here's Brian Evans. It's interesting to me with a lot of the clients that I'm meeting, they've done very well with their finances. They didn't spend a lot of money throughout their life and they're used to not spending a lot. Their houses are paid for. They've got annuities and real estate bringing in cash flow as well as social security. They've got good healthy investments, good diversification, millions of dollars built up. And one of their biggest problems sometimes is they've never figured out how to spend their money. And so, you know, they're getting into the years where they're not as active and they're going, well, gee, what was it all for? Now, some of them, you know, have a very strong legacy concerns and opportunities, whether it be charitable or their kids or both. And so some of the things that we often talk about, because we do a lot of estate planning and trust planning, we can talk about provisions in your wills. You can have donor advised funds, private charitable foundations you can even set up, or it might be easier just to list a bunch of charities, figure out which ones that you feel strongly about and have them in your will. Now, when it comes to your kids, most people that I have talked to over the years would agree, you don't want to give somebody a whole bunch of money all at once that has never earned it themselves and maybe doesn't know what to do with it. I think bad things can happen more often than good things. And certainly generational wealth will go away in most instances if that's the case. But you can put provisions in your will or living trust documents providing for a trust to be set up. So if you pass away and you want money to go to your heirs, maybe it goes into trust first, it gets distributed to them over time instead of all in one big lump sum where it might vanish. And that was Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, Madrona Financial, investments, retirement, taxes, and legacy. MadronaFinancial.com. Get your free copy of Brian's latest book, The Complete Book of Retirement. It covers everything from the basics of retirement planning to passive real estate investing. Arm yourself with information and take control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for your free copy or visit madronafinancial.com. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. 
In this segment, we're going to be talking about legacy planning and life insurance. That's right, Brian. And, you know, when we look at an entire financial plan, of course, income strategy, outgo strategies, important tax planning. But then comes the last thing on the list here, and that's going to be legacy planning. What happens when you're no longer walking this green earth? And as we've said before, you don't want to be the richest guy in the graveyard. So let's talk about legacy planning and how you can be remembered for something other than, you know, just a guy who had a nice car because he he had a lot of money. But also, I want to talk about how not to lose the family farm. So how important is legacy planning and how much uh, time and effort should someone put into that when you're really designing a financial plan? Yeah, it's interesting. You say you don't want to be the richest guy in the graveyard. You also don't, don't want to lose 40% of your family's wealth in the graveyard. So right. uh, that's the uh, estate tax rates can be paid. And so uh, it doesn't take a ton of time to do legacy planning if you're working with uh, an estate attorney and, and ourselves addressing the issues. I'm, I'm looking at the outline right here. I'm, I've got an upcoming webinar that I'll be doing with uh, Daylene Singleton, an attorney at Gurley Law Group in Snohomish. And uh, she and I are going to put together an estate planning uh, webinar. She'll be talking about just the basic steps in estate planning, uh, even identifying who are your beneficiaries. You know, where do you want your money to go? What are your goals? Do you want to spend it all? Do you want to leave some to charity? Uh, do you want to leave some multi-generationally? Do you trust your kids with money? Are they good with money? Uh, are they not good with money? Should there be some controls there? And then uh, she'll be talking about whether to do a will or not do a will. Not do a will does not mean ignore it. It means a revocable living trust. And then there's special requests. And who's going to be your personal representative or guardian? Your kids. Are you going to set up trust for your children? Again, if they aren't great with money, it's probably a good idea. If you want it to go to the next generation, you're going to have to try have a trust for your grandchildren. Now, wills do not cover certain things like life insurance, uh, retirement benefits, your 401k and so forth. Uh, the beneficiary you have on your on your beneficiary designation overrides. So you can have a 100-page will, but if you got your ex-spouse as a beneficiary of your 401k plan, guess who gets the money when you pass <laughs> away? Uh, you might want to update that. Pay-to-death designations, joint tenant with right of survivorship, trust assets. These aren't covered by the will. She'll be talking about revocable living trusts, durable power of attorney, which is extremely important. Directive, healthcare directives, again, extremely important. If your spouse goes in and you go, okay, I want this done, that done, well, where's your paper? It says you're in charge. I don't have one. Well, then go sit in the waiting room. We'll, <laughs> we'll make the decisions. And so you don't want that. Could be community property agreements. When do you have probate? When do you not? And is it all that bad a thing in Washington? Depends on your situation. And finally, uh, I'll be addressing a lot of the estate tax issues as well as uh, product strategies that can be implemented. So having a will is simply not enough. I mean, we talked about the man with a $2 million lawnmower because he got one of those bargain wills online. We've also talked about some of the other chapters in your book, Prosperous Revelations. And one that really hits me, and I want to ask you this question, is how do you avoid having your wife's next husband be driving or buying a new Ferrari with your money while your kids are looking to, you know, keep the old Yugo running? Yeah, I can address that and kind of going over my outline. I will be talking about the estate tax tables, both from a federal level and from a state level, because Washington State is very different from the federal. And uh, I'll be talking about how gifting rules are different between the federal and the state. Uh, step up in basis. Hardly anybody understands step up in basis. What, what, what is it? How do you get it? 
what do you mean I'll never have to pay income tax on the gains of X, Y, and Z if uh, due to a step-up in basis? So we'll talk about that. Uh, some of the product solutions, uh, Delaware Statutory Trust, uh, Roth Conversions, Fixed Index Universal Life, Irrevocable Life Insurance Trust, if you have a very large taxable, federally taxable estate. Uh, and then finally, uh, in answer to your question, finding a trustee. Should it be family friend? Should it be one of your kids? Uh, should it be a brother or sister? Or should you find a corporate trustee? And so one of the ways to protect your assets, if you die prematurely and, and you want your money to go to your kids and grandkids and not go to your spouse's, future spouse's family, mm-hmm. <laughs> then uh, you can have just paragraphs in your will explaining that upon your passing, if it is premature like that, that the money would go into trust and the eventual beneficiaries would be the people you've selected and that the trustee would be somebody that's overseeing that. Now, sometimes people make the trustee their spouse and maybe that's not the best thing to do because think about it this way. Let's say that you wanted your your money to go to your four kids and and, uh, you got hit by the proverbial bus. Your money went into trust, your spouse remarries, and your your spouse is also trustee, well, that person might get influenced by the new marriage partner to take all the money out of the trust and spend it or put or help their kids out. And before you know it, by the time uh, the second spouse passes, there's nothing left for the kids because uh, it was all diverted. So you almost need a different trustee in that case. So there's a lot to talk about with estate planning, and I think it'd be worth a, an hour or two of your time to, to invest in uh, the webinar and, and then uh, maybe reviewing your plan. Yeah, that suave and debonair new husband there can have a lot of influence on the uh, wife there. And especially if she's about 30 years younger, you know, when it comes to your money, he's going to really lay it on thick. Brian, I want to talk about something that you had mentioned there that is really misunderstood. It is part of, I guess, the estate planning process here, but that step up in basis. Can you explain that a little bit, what that is? Yeah, um, we certainly use that with DSTs, but let, let me do a, just a simple example. Let's say you bought uh, Microsoft when it first went public and for $100, and now it's worth uh, 100000 which is probably pretty accurate if you go back in time. <laughs> um, if you sell that stock during your lifetime, then your gain's going to be roughly the $100,000, okay, and you pay tax on that. If you give it away during your lifetime, you give it to your kid, and uh, and then they sell it someday, their gain's going to be $100,000 because they take your cost basis. If your kid inherits it instead, so instead of selling it the day before you die and the taxable income's hundred grand, but, it, but it's sold a month after you passed away, upon your date of death, the new cost basis changes. It changes from the $100 that you paid for it to its fair market value on your date of death, hundred grand. So when you sell $100,000 of stock and your cost basis is 100000 your gain is zero. So your heirs would have zero income tax in that situation due to the step up in basis. Now, same thing happens with real estate, but even more pronounced. Let's say you paid $100,000 for property and now it's worth a million. Well, you might've depreciated that down to next to nothing. We'll just call it nothing in this case, uh, excluding the land value. And so even though you paid 100, 
you've been taking depreciation deductions, so you've got a $900,000 capital gain potential and another $100,000 potential depreciation recapture. So all million dollars is taxable, not just the $900,000 difference between what you paid for it and what it's worth. But if you do DSTs until the day you die, upon your death, the DST cost basis goes from the zero that you have as your current cost basis up to the fair market value of the million dollars or whatever the DSTs are worth at that point might be higher than that. And so here's another opportunity to never pay income tax on depreciation recapture capital gains. This does not apply to IRA qualified money, uh, any money in pension plans or, or IRA types. It does not apply to fixed index or any kind of annuities so the or installment sales uh, if, you're, if you sold something on a, on a note. Uh, those assets do not get a step up, but virtually all other assets do. Brian, let's talk about a real-world example here and how this works. Uh, I have a friend. His mother owns a house in Redondo Beach, California, where he grew up, and I think she paid about $50,000 for that. She's in ill health, and certainly the house is probably going to need to be reckoned with here within the next year or so. The house is probably worth a million dollars. So I asked him, what are you going to do? And he said, well, we'll probably have to hire a slick lawyer to help us out with this. So the house was $50,000 way back when, worth a million dollars now, he's worried about his taxation on that property. How would you counsel him or what would you tell him? Boy, there's a lot of different opportunities there. The first one is if they just sell it and she's been living there, then there's a $250,000 exclusion from gain plus a 50 and any improvements she's made. But let's say there weren't any. Uh, then we're looking at a $700,000 gain. Okay. So it's not 950, but you know, at least it's a little bit less than that, 700. Now, if she hasn't been living in it and it's and they could rent it out for a couple of years, then it becomes an investment property. So maybe some different rules can be applied in that case. We can do a DST, but they're, they're, it's very intricate, and that's where it goes to my CPA firm to analyze that. So generally, I would be, you know, with the principal residence, it's a little different answer because we have another rule in there about the exclusion available there on top of the step up. Now. With investment property, though, uh, real easy to address with the DSTs in most situations. So, uh, so many nuances. I, I wish I could ever give a straight answer on here, but <laughs> the IRS tax codes, you know, and the regulations and interpretations are two million words. So, uh, there's always exceptions to the exceptions. That's right. So the straight answer is it depends. It depends on a lot of things. So if you're in a situation like that and you want some advice here from Madrona Financial Services, again, you can give them a call 844-MADRONA, 844-MADRONA. No cost, no obligation financial plan. You can get a full plan or you can get one that just lasts a couple of minutes. It's up to you. Once again, 844-MADRONA or online at madronafinancial.com. Well, Brian, once again, we're out of time for this week. I want to thank everyone for listening to us. The executive producer of Growing Your Wealth is John Capuano. Our director of program operations is the cookie monster, Greg Dennett. Our show is produced by the lovely, talented, and dangerous six-degree black belt, our Swedish princess, Stephanie Schoblum, my T. Talavera's our associate producer, Laura McLaughlin's our content supervisor, Josh Toy, is our technical editor, surfer boy, Pete Gustin, is our announcer. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great day and a great weekend. We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth.
Hi, this is Brian Evans, president of Madrona Financial Services. As a CPA and wealth manager, I've had lots of clients who owned highly appreciated real estate. And when it was time to sell that property, they all ran into the same problem, a huge tax bill. Up to now, some of their only options were to either follow the strict requirements of a 1031 exchange for another property or pay the hefty tax on the gain. We have access to another option to help our clients. It's called a DST. With a DST, you can still receive the benefits of property ownership like passive income, but you won't be responsible for all the debt or management. And best of all, a DST may meet the qualifications for your 1031 exchange. Now you can potentially defer the tax hit on your highly appreciated property and still get the benefits of investing in real estate. Call us today at 844-MADRONA to learn more about our DST program or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. DST investments are only available to accredited investors and are offered solely through the issuer's offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents. The news of the day sounds bleak. Schools are canceled. Travel plans have been canceled. Sports are canceled. But good news, your retirement has not been canceled. At Madrona Financial Services, we are focused on the big picture and don't engage in fear-based decision-making. We know this too shall pass, and the future will hold tremendous opportunity. But you need to make sure your nest egg is safe from market volatility today, because you don't get a second chance at retirement. If you're unsure about the safety of your retirement income or your exposure to market volatility, you must take action today. Start by registering for our complimentary webinar, Keep Calm and Retire On, available now by registering at madronafinancial.com. We'll explain what's happening in the financial world and discuss strategies you can put in place to help your portfolio weather this storm. Don't make decisions based on fear and misinformation. It's time to be confident in your financial team and retirement strategy. Register for our complimentary webinar, Keep Calm and Retire On, available now at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A-Financial.com.